Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. MH. He is the DB of the show, and we are Black in Sports. We're giving a voice to the people, the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here today, giving you the topics in and around the game. Uh, we're bringing you to the locker room, where today we're going to talk about finding your untapped potential with our special guest. Miles, you ready to do this? Yes, sir. All right, man. She comes. She's a world-class swimmer, one of the nation's best swimmers. Natalie's competed in the 2016 Olympic trials, took a brief, brief retirement. Then she came back like MJ in 2018 with her goals to set on the 2020, well, now the 2021 Olympics. Let's welcome Natalie. Hens, how are you, how are you doing today? And did I get that last name correct? Uh, no, it's Hines, but it's okay. Hines. How are y'all doing? We're great. We're great. Welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, we're happy to have you. Definitely happy to have you. Like, you know, elite status in the building. Sure. <laughs> I don't know about elite, but I try my best. Miles, can you swim? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm scared. Y'all got to learn how to swim, first of all. Oh, oh, oh I can swim. I can, yeah. Okay, that's, I can, that's I can. the least that you could do is to learn how to swim. I grew up in... Military family, so I moved around, but I grew up in Colorado, and Colorado is just mountains and not a lot of water around. And uh, I'm, at this point, I mean, I'm scared of the water, so there's probably Uh-oh. no no uh, learning how to swim in the near, near future or anything like uh, that. Yeah, I'm like you. I grew up in uh, West Texas, so all it really was was football and oil, so there was yeah. really no water around. <laughs> right. So yeah. I'm surprised that I got into swimming the way that I did. Um, so how did you but get yeah, into swimming? Uh, my sister, she's uh, five years older than me. And I, you know, like being the younger sibling, you always just want to be like your older brother or sister. And that was the case. So she swam and I was like, hey, I want to swim too. And then it kind of just um, was something that I took to. And then I really didn't need my sister anymore. So <laughs> I just like. I get Thank it. I get it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on my big bros because they don't swim either. So there you go. <laughs> my dad can really Not swim. Your fault. Yeah, he can really swim, but we we he just didn't pass it on to us. Okay. All right. Well, maybe one day, one day. we'll keep hope alive. Yeah. So then, so you got into swimming because of big sis, and then you you know naturally took off through it. Um, yeah. How did the passion like? When did it get to like this all time level? When you were in high school and you were like, man, I could get a scholarship for this, or, or how did that go? No, actually, I was like eight when I when I told my dad that I was like, oh, I'm going to get a scholarship, dad. And it was like over breakfast or something. And he's like, OK, <laughs> he just well, kept on with his day. OK. Um, but I, you know, I just love being in the water. I did other sports growing up, but I just really don't like team sports like that. And I rather <laughs> just rely on myself. So I think that's also what drew me to swimming. But I think I kind of got serious serious about it when i turned like 15 um i mean i had a natural talent but i kind of was able to venture outside of texas and see what else was out there and then i was you know once you see what's out there you're like wow i have a long way to go but you know you get fire inside of you and i was like i think i just 
this is what I want to do. So, um, yeah, fortunately I did get a full scholarship to the university of Florida and had my college career there. And I loved every single minute of it. There was definitely some hard times, but the, the good times definitely outweighed the tougher times for sure. For sure. So, I would imagine Midland, Texas. My, my dad went to school in Canyon, Texas, so it's not too far from there. It's still West Texas. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I would imagine there's not a lot of, or, or maybe there's not a lot of uh, swimming, you know. Swimming you know, holes? Yeah. Just <laughs> a lot of people that swim So, like, wh- where did you, I guess, find that competition? Uh, to push you. Yeah, to push you coming up. Um, Honestly, I, well, Lubbock actually is about two hours north of Midland. So um, there's, you know, some competition there. But um, surprisingly, Midland has this world-class facility. And I couldn't tell you why it's in Midland. But okay. fortunately, I was able to take advantage of that. And I had really good coaches growing up that came from, like, Houston and stuff. So okay. they, you know, they had the experience. Um, and, yeah, when I turned, I think, 12, was when I was able to like go to Dallas and Austin. Um, it really was just me because my team re- wasn't that good. Um, so it was me and my dad and my coach, and it was just the three of us traveling around Texas. Um, We're the and three yeah, best I mean, friends just, that anyone had. Yeah, <laughs> just the three amigos going around Texas. Um, and then, yeah, that's basically how I got better and got exposed to better competition. Got it. So it was like through a like club competition then. Yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. until I went to college, then it all changed. Gotcha. And like yeah. you, you focus right. You didn't swim your senior year because you're like, oh, I'm I already got that, and focus on school <laughs> to, to, to to before you went to college, right? Yeah, I was kind of unique. I just was over high school, if I'm being completely honest, because I just <laughs> lived a very unique life. Okay. I mean, swimming for me was number one. You know, when you're young and like you do sports and you think that like the sport defines you and that's all it is. That's kind of like, I had my sights set on trials. Like I probably, I knew I wasn't going to make the team at 18 years old, but I knew that I like had goals for the meet and stuff. So I barely had school anyways. I mean, cause you know, when you're a senior and junior, you're like, Oh, I don't have a first or a second period. Oh, I don't have a seventh period. So, I mean, I basically didn't have any more classes left. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to just go ahead and get this over with so that I can just, um, you know, get a couple college classes under my belt so that when I get to college, uh, I don't have to do the gen ed calculus. And have that heavy English load coming classes. in, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good idea um, for sure. No, that makes sense. And I mean, that's on par with every like athlete, you know, on a, you know, definitely going to the college level and higher is, you know, I mean, look at one and done's right now, right? Um, Mm-hmm. the sport is the is the actual thing that you're going to get the education on or you're going to get the training on so yeah no, that's definitely understandable yeah I, I i was like i i mean i don't like school personally i love to learn i don't <laughs> like sitting in class um and just being tired all the time so i definitely tried to find ways where i wouldn't have to balance the two so um intensely and that was just one way that I tried. But honestly, it catches up to you whenever you have to miss like a week of school at a time. But I definitely tried to get a head start on that. No, that's a definitely a good move. So you didn't go right to Florida. Um, did you, you did a like, was it like a junior college that you, um, you went to? And was that like a year, two years? Um, yeah. So I just did a semester oh, okay. um, at Midland College, which yeah, is a junior college. And you know how junior colleges are so small and, uh, my mom was a professor there and it just so happened that 
math and science are in the same building. So her office was right across my calculus class. So I couldn't miss and I couldn't like slack off. And so having her there was just definitely, I guess, really nice looking back because it made me, um, you know, because you're at home and, you know, you don't really want to. I'm terrible at math, by the way. Like I needed a tutor all four years. So just to have her there so that I could really focus was right. really nice. But yeah, going to a junior college, I I really am glad I did that because I've heard in at US those classes were brutal. So <laughs> like I'm glad I don't have yeah. to do that. No, and it's good you reached out and got a tutor because that's some of the problem is you know, we're we don't want to ask for help and we just sit there and we struggle through. Oh yeah, I've definitely have been have been had done that before for sure. And then when I got a tutor I was like, Why haven't I got this? but yeah i mean it's frustrating to like try and keep your grades up so that you can do the sport that you you know that you do um and when things don't click it's it's i mean it's hard to ask for help i mean i still have yeah. trouble asking for help but um yeah it's really important to do stuff like that yeah I, it takes a, a tremendous tremendous amount of inner strength to kind of ask for help sometimes but mm-hmm. why, why did uh why university of florida what came down to that decision? I mean, why not? Honestly? Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, oh. It's a it's an odd thing when I tell you you're going to be like, what? But it makes sense. Okay. Um, on my visit, obviously besides the coaching staff and the diversity on the team, that was like two of the biggest things that I looked for besides sure. like, you know, the vibe that you get on campus. But everything at UF that I needed was on the same street, which I – completely loved um, <laughs> okay. because I don't know if you guys know this, but scooters are like the way to get around us like Vespa's or I don't know who else calls it that, but either that or the bus or your legs. And I was like, well, I don't want to be spread out on a campus, you know, going 30 minutes here and 30 minutes there. Right. So everything was like less than a 10 minute walk. And so <laughs> I really appreciated that. <laughs> and it was just nice to be able to find everything. And so that was honestly one of the bigger things that I, you know, besides thinking that, you know, UF is going to take my swimming to the next level, that was a close second. Like, oh, thank God oh. I have to walk like across <laughs> the Absolutely. You're, you're efficient. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to sweat, like, going from class to class and then walking across campus to practice, and it's just too much. <laughs> That's too fun. It is too much. I mean, it seems like you ha- would have options if you can limit it down to, like, uh, your commute is 10 minutes and this other commute is 15, so I'm going to go there. Yeah, and my parents were like, I just want you to know, like, we're not getting you a scooter. So I just already <laughs> had that in my plan. Which, I mean, I'm glad they didn't because it's just, like, another thing to worry about. And when you're a freshman, like, there's just so much new things being thrown at you all the time. And um, I do appreciate them not getting me one because it would have just been another thing that I had to worry about. Yeah. That so, was nice. Something that's interesting about the University of Florida in, in your swimming career uh, that I hadn't heard before was you said they had like freshman captains. So you came in, you were like a part of a freshman captain over like 15 or 16 uh, other people in your class. How did that work? Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's regular captains and then there was class captains. And so obviously you can't be a freshman and be the team captain. So right. like mid fall, you know, when everyone settled, we voted on captains and I was voted our freshman captain. So it kind of was grooming you for, you know, the next few years at school just um, in a leadership position 
I got to sit in all the meetings, eat all the free food and learn <laughs> like what exactly, um, you know, what traits do I need to become an effective leader? Um, not just like for the team, but you know, after college right. and in life and things like that. But I do wish I like paid more attention. I think my time in college, when I look back on it, there was just so much going on and everything was so new, especially being from just a very small town in a bubble and just, being in this environment where I'm not the only good one and I'm a leader, but I'm also sitting there with four or five other really powerful people in terms of like leadership on our team. Right. Um, It was overwhelming to be honest, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I eventually got used to it and eventually I became a leader as well. So, I mean, it was a very good experience. Wow. So when did the, the shoot to the dream for the Olympics. I mean, is this all kind of building up to that, but when did that start developing and, and trials and, and all of that? Oh, so, I mean, I mean, I guess this is like getting into like my journey as a swimmer, but I mean, everybody always wants to go to the Olympics. I mean, every four years, that's, that's like, you know, the goal. what, what, yeah, that's the goal. And so when I went, when I was 18, I had no expectations. <laughs> I was just so thankful to be there. I got my cut when I was 16 um, so I had to wait two years and, and I was just so excited to be there. Like everything was just amazing. The water, the pool, just everything was so cool. And so, you know, being in college and ramping up for my second trial was basically what I thought would be my peak. Um, and so my junior year was really where I was starting to peak. So I was, uh, 2015. So a year before trials. Um, but that was like kind of where I was like, okay this is like the path I'm on and then, you know, it's going to snowball and then I'm going to end up at trials and then I'm going to make the team. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't, you know, calculate for any error. So when everything started to go downhill, I was like, okay, uh, I don't really know what to do. And it was just, I mean, obviously a learning experience to say the least, right. but um, I guess I would say it start. I mean, it started freshman year when I got to school, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm about to do this. Like I'm about to beat all these girls and all this stuff. And then by the time senior year came, y'all, I was holding on for dear life. I was like, all right, you got like two swims left. You got one swim left then you can go home. And it's just like a sad place to be in, to be honest with you. Um, after you've had so much hope and you've worked so hard for something right. to have it end like that. Um, so yeah, that's basically why I quote unquote retired, retired. even though I kind of just like sunk into the bushes and didn't say anything. Uh, I just went home and rejuvenated and came back for my fifth year. Uh, obviously, I didn't have any eligibility left, but I just uh, finished my degree. Got you. And did not swim. So what what were the thought process? And like you said, this is when you started finding that untapped potential. This is when you kind of really started digging into self. What what yeah. what motivated that? Or like how did that come about? Motivated the for me to take a break or to come back? Oh. Um, yeah, I took two years away and uh, lived a regular life, I guess is what it's called. Right. Um, I, I got a job at Turner Broadcasting and, um, you know, just lived a normal life, like learned things about myself I never did because I was swimming so much. But I guess I was able to watch um, National uh, in 2018, the summer of 2018. And I hadn't watched any swimming because it just was really a sore subject for me and I hadn't come to grips with you know, the reason why I didn't do well. Um, so finally I was able to like sit down and watch a swim me and everyone looked like they were having so much fun. 
And I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm like, I literally could be there right now. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of where my first thoughts were like, yeah, you have to go back because then I started getting these like subconscious anxious feelings at work. (laughs) Okay. And I'm sitting there and I, all of a sudden I'm just like, why am I sitting here? Like, I don't need to be sitting here. Get that itch. You start getting that. itch. It's um, it's a definite athlete syndrome, right? Like, you know, when, once you, each time you go to a higher level, you know, it just gets ingrained in you and you've been practicing, Mm -hmm. working, you know, everything was towards this goal. And then you leave it thinking like, okay, I'm finished with it. But that stuff is still in you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I just feel like I hadn't really reached my potential. I let every, other distractions and other people's pressures get in the way. So, yeah, I'm sitting at work and I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to try and come back. And then I had to figure out how I was going to do that, uh-huh. where I was going to do it. Um, and so uh, I lived in Atlanta at the time. And, you know, I talked about it with my parents. I prayed on it. I really thought about it. Like, okay, if I come back, that means I'm going to change my life completely again. Mm-hmm. Am I ready to do that? Because um, it's one thing to want to do it, but to actually do it and change everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get back into that. It is definitely a lot. Yeah. I, I, and once I got the logistics out of the way, uh-huh. um, I moved to Athens, which is close. And uh, Jack Barley, who's the head coach here, is so successful i mean he has hundreds of olympians under his belt and so it really was kind of like a no-brainer for me okay it is the like direct rival of us so i did like give it some thought i was like this is weird <laughs> but then i was like you know what now like nobody cares like college is over this isn't about that this is about you putting yourself first um so i moved within like three weeks of deciding to swim i got I would say, quote unquote, in shape, like in shape enough to like not embarrass myself when I moved to Athens. Okay. Um, And yeah, I just really vividly remember the first day I showed up to practice and it was like crowded with college kids because we sometimes swim with them. And I was looking and I was like, okay, this is like where I get in and start. (laughs) (laughs) It was so, I was like, this is exactly what I asked for Uh and this is what I'm getting. And that first day I'll never forget, but I mean, within 10 weeks, like two months, I was uh, going best times, like better than I ever have before. So it was really bizarre. Yeah, it was bizarre. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I have untapped potential. So we're going to keep this party going. It was really cool. That is that is amazing. That part of your story is amazing from a former athlete myself and kind of understanding that. I mean, you're a 20 time All-American, you SEC freshman of the year and you've been to the top and then you know, what you consider might be one of your low points is, you know, being yeah. a, just a regular civilian, then that turn to, you know, get back into it and really commit to it. I mean, I tried to play arena football and I got hit into the wall <laughs> one practice and I was like, shit, I'll just go back to work. Right. Yeah, uh, right. I'm done. Right. <laughs> That's the same, right? I went right. to go play semi-pro ball yeah. and I'm like, man, hold on, we ain't got no health benefits right. and, and I got to drive myself to the game? Like, yeah, yeah. it ain't worth it that much. I'm not back on that journey. So, like, I, I salute you to, to no, really come get, back. Yeah, to really get back on that journey and then and – then, then compete at your best, make your best times and things like that. That's, that's awesome. Part of your story. Thank you. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with mental. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to, in college, I can tell you that I was, my dad always tells me you have to be right in your mind, body and spirit for everything to click. And I used to be like, yeah, okay. Like (laughs) I hear you, but I'm not listening. Right. And, uh, and it's so true because in college, my nutrition was, I didn't understand nutrition. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand, uh, putting my mental, 
right at the top of the list with my physical. I just thought, you know, if I got through the workout and did what I was told, like, why am I not dropping time? And so now this time around, I mean, I am older and I understand that it is my career. So that kind of helps. But you have to put your mental first. And especially like during this time, it has been such a such a prevalent thing for me to really remember and try and be selfish because um, we've been given another year to ramp up again for trials. And I mean, I can tell you that when they canceled it, it was like two, two days of pure, like, yeah. do not call me, do not text me. <laughs> like, so it, you definitely it was harder have than to I be, thought it would be. Yeah. So you definitely have to be in a mental place now. That's definitely where I want. I mean, just what everything is going on. You are mm-hmm. training and ramping up for this culmination of this big, you know, like when you said just going to Florida and like the uh, our trials, I think it was where you said just the water was awesome and the place was awesome. Mm-hmm. So thinking what that's going to be on an Olympic level. And then they're like, nah, we're going to holler at y'all up next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been a lot. Like I have definitely learned. I mean, I learned. I mean, I tell my mom my 25th year of life was my most favorite because I learned something about myself every day, whether it be in the pool, whether it be mental, learn something new to cook. And that's what I try and carry into today, especially now because it's like, we have quarantine, so I'm not trying to get sick. We have, you know, I'm trying to put my swimming first and I'm trying to, you know, stay right and get ready for another ramp up. And also I'm swimming in a predominantly white sport and I'm black. So that's also just another thing that has become very prevalent um that i have had to navigate as well which brings feelings i don't think i've ever experienced before but it's definitely teaching me to it's okay to put myself first like it's okay to go to practice and you know be angry for no reason and let that show in your swimming and like you know use that to your advantage um but yeah it's been very interesting to be black and be a swimmer right now no so yeah uh, there's about six of us and that's dang six so and that's the the elite level well right and that's the thing and you become like the first to do this or the you know the one of few to do this so that amplifies everything whether it's pressure or where it's just like you know look i just want to get in here and swim but you know you have to carry that weight and that burden that we usually normally have to do yeah and in college i felt as if I didn't really have a platform. Like to me, swimming was it. Like that's all that I cared about. And mm-hmm. now that I'm older and I have a bigger platform than I did before, I definitely have realized that in terms of untapped potential, it is physical, it is mental, and it's about swimming. But it's also about like, what am I going to do after swimming and how am I going to use swimming to help other people? And what is that single mom who wants to get her kid into uh, swimming? Um, like, what is this black family being shown if they look? And they don't see any black people in the sport or things like that. So I really have had to think about my platform and how I want to use it. And um, I've definitely decided to go the route of education. Okay, uh, You need to be educated about, you know, the facts. And um, have you read an article lately and stuff? So, I, I mean, I've taken it upon myself to, like, teach my coaches um, because, you know, they don't have the same experiences as I do, obviously. And so it's important for them to know that uh, I'm, I mean, I'm like the only black swimmer on the team, on the, on the pro team. And so that in itself is unique. And I think it's something that they 
now do appreciate more than they did before, but it's always about learning. And I always send them articles and stuff just so they have an idea of what it's like, wow. uh, the thoughts that go through my mind that they don't ever think about, um, and things like that. Cause I mean, microaggressions are real and people need to know what they are and how to avoid them, especially on the pool deck. So, and they're lucky that um, they don't have to worry about them or think about them. Right. Like even that pressure yeah. of just being clueless is a blessing. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and being oblivious it's like right. you guys can't be oblivious anymore but i definitely have felt the love and uh you know it was hard to just navigate those feelings and you know sometimes all they can do is say i'm here if you need to talk i don't understand but i'm here for you which is all i really needed to hear but yeah it's, this year i feel like i've grown like five years just in realizing so much stuff and you know my potential as a person in the sport um as a role model for, for young black kids who are swimming and they're like, you know what, if she can, if she can go through all these hardships and, and come back and be better than she was before, like I can do this too. So, um, the potential on all levels, it's not just swimming. Like I had originally thought it definitely goes beyond that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, to swimming is an individual sport, so to speak. So Mm -hmm. to think outside of yourself, um, I think it's huge as well. Uh, I mean, cause a yeah. lot of times we could just kind of focus on our goals and our mission and, you know, kind of tunnel vision for lack of a better word, but you know, to, yeah. to think outside of yourself and think about the next generation while you're still competing in an individual sport is huge. Yeah. And it's, it's a learning experience to shut that on and shut that off for sure. Randomly, since you said mm-hmm. cooking, what, what did you learn to cook over this, you know, this, this little period here? Um, well, teriyaki chicken, Okay. but it doesn't sound that hard, but I mean, like making your own sauce to me, like to get it just right for yourself is actually pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I was home actually for like three months when everything was really shut down and we couldn't swim in any pools. So, I mean, I was just with my mom, like she taught me lamb curry. She taught me how to correctly from scratch cook bread, cornbread, (laughs) sour bread or sourdough bread. Um, okay. Yeah. So I just really kind of widened my arsenal with things that I could cook. Yeah. You, you uh, use the, the word arsenal. arsenal so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're throwing down. <laughs> you were definitely in I attack mean, mode right now. <laughs> arsenal. Yeah. I'm trying to like, I was like, I'm not going to eat out because like, you know, I don't feel comfortable. So I'm going to have to really have to learn how to like cook good food like uh-huh. that I want to eat. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, being home. I mean, I'm a homebody. I love being home. My family is obviously my number one. So being home really just gave me so much energy to try new things and experiment with, you know, um, see, and like really helped me to realize about my platform was really when I was at home and I just had time to sit and think um, and not worry about swimming. Because quite frankly, yeah. if I took two years off and I came back faster, then taking three months off really isn't like a big deal. Right. But, you know, so the days that I'm freaking out, I'm like, just remember that. Like, just think about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Then, you know, you have your days. Like, Absolutely. I'm sure you guys have had your days where you're like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> we just looked at each other more than ever. We've had uh, some some talk off the ledge council sessions yeah. with the, the with your brother yeah. man because like i don't doubt it, it but and, and the word i always use when, uh, when me and the mage talk is like it's just heavy and, and people 
it's so much like heavy is the only way to describe it because it's on so many levels that it just attacks you so yeah definitely mm-hmm. well one of the things you talked about as far as your mental you know you you get into you have a uh, handmade crafts and you've actually started your own um tapestry business so tell us a little bit you're you're yeah. a luminary right is that how you pronounce that <laughs> yeah it's called luminary um so, yeah i started it well i started it last year but i kind of got away from it because obviously swimming was number one right and i was ramping up for trial so i was like you know forget everything else but um during quarantine i picked it up again and you know i love it because it's not swimming and i can just totally forget about everything else and i started it because i was getting really anxious um, you know, like fears that I've had when I was swimming previously before I took a break, okay. you know, they're going to come back and yes. until you learn how to deal with them, they will be there. So for me to deal with my anxiety, I picked up weaving um, and I was just surprised at how it helped me get through those fears and stuff and like work things out as I'm weaving. Um, and then I just, you know, it's not swimming, so I got obsessed with it because I wanted to become better at it. And so then people were like, hey are you selling that? And I was like, I mean, not really, but if you want it, you can have it. Right. <laughs> uh, and then like during quarantine, it just really, really blew up like really quickly. And, uh, now, yeah, I just like have a small business, I guess. <laughs> so I do it all the time. Um, I have a website now and yeah, go ahead and shoot that uh, website about it. Go ahead. Plug that say stuff. What? Plug, what the, is plug it? Yeah. Plug the website. We're going to put it in the show notes, but you know, the, the people got to hear it. Um, it's luminary l o o m i n a r y design dot com, uh, and yeah, I just like, I mean, it's on to keychains, tapestries, like um, just embroidery stuff. I literally just have an idea in my mind uh, and just do it, and so I have the time because swimming is my job. So when I'm not swimming, like, what else am I going to do besides lift weights? So, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, I love it. I, I encourage you know, people to have a hobby. I mean, I love it because it's not writing, not running because I can't run and it's not like (laughs) cooking or anything like that. Like it is really unique to me and I just love it. I think it's really cool. No, that's amazing. That's awesome. And then speaking from a business perspective, you know, congratulations. You have joined the, it's arena swimwear, right? Or arena team. Yeah. Team arena. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. So that had yeah, to be a, cool. a proud, you know, just kind of people seeing you as an elite talent and, and, and wanting you a part of the squad. So uh, you just, this news is fairly recent though, right? Uh, yeah, I came out on Thursday. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, it's so cool. I think that's like everyone's dream is to be signed by a, uh, have a sponsorship with a swimwear company um, and be able to just like represent quote unquote a team mm-hmm. um even though i represent athens bulldogs but to be able to like represent team arena that's pretty cool because i mean i love arena and i've worn them before um and their staff is just you know so nice and they asked me what i wanted oh, that's and dope. you know what i thought a good partnership was and i i really do commend them for listening and uh wanting to help and you know in the community area and things like that so I think it's going to be a great partnership. I really do look forward to it. And um, it has been one of my goals since I came back to swimming because, you know, here I am getting in shape and people are starting to, you know, continuing their careers. And I felt like I was on the sideline, like, yeah, I really want that for myself. And right. so I feel like things are really coming together and I'm just like ready to swim. I'm just like ready to race. It's been like since March. Yeah. So I'm ready to go. 
Well, excited to see that. And, you know, as things go and, and, and new things come, you're lying, you know, please let us tap in. And, of course, we're following you here on Black and Sports on your account. So anytime we can retweet that, uh, share that, yeah. you know, we'll definitely big that up. And, and especially the stuff you're doing socially. So that's awesome that you, you have that mind and that, that thought for that. And the other Thank thing, I, the other thing I want to say is so great that what you're doing in that mindset of the education and being that um, that vision or that um, aspiration for kids to see, um, you know, you were speaking and Miles and I kind of gave the look and the nod. That's why we really wanted you on the show because we want to have all all hues of us and things that we do, right? You know, because we have basketball mm-hmm. and football, but we want soccer and boxing and and to have you as you know an olympic swimmer coming up like that's great so we have someone to root for in the 2021 olympics so yeah if we can spread your tentacles longer to a different sport that's cool no and, and so you're a definite testament of that so you know we're thankful for matt for uh you know being patient and helping us set that up to having you on the show oh thank you uh one thing i was gonna say was things coming up you had mentioned um i don't know if you guys are familiar with isl it stands for international swimming league, league and it's yeah, it's uh, the second year, um, and so that's the next competition coming up. If you guys want to follow that, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be in Budapest, Hungary, um, wow. okay. and it's, it's a long time. I think it's like a six-week tournament, um, but, you know, they want to cut down on, on travel and stuff. So it's going to be like, kind of like a training training camp and travel, and, you know, it's people from all over um 10 teams and it's really it's really cool and it'll be on cbs they just signed a deal with cbs so um yeah it'll be really awesome that is cool and you and you said going to when you a part of the isl you went to italy was one of your meets and that was one of your first times or if your first time out of the country and you learned Uh, so much second time out of the country oh yeah I learned a ton in seven seven or eight days i learned so much and uh i was ready to come home (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I mean, I was like, "Where is the Chick Fil A? Where is like a juicy hamburger?" But no, I mean, in all honesty, I learned so much about other people and just. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a culture shock, but I just love meeting new people mm. and being able to converse with someone in Italian. And no, I don't know Italian, but I learned enough to like have a very basic level conversation. I was, that was like one of the things I was most proud of myself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like people wouldn't be able to do that if you don't get out of the house right. and swimming has been able to take me to amazing places and I'm ready to check another country off the list. So oh, I'm really yeah. excited to be there for, I mean, I don't know how much, you know, traveling or sightseeing we'll be doing because of COVID, but just to be somewhere else right. will be really cool. And just a change of scenery. Cause I, I mean, I'm sure y'all agree. Like, I'm sick of being in my apartment. So. Big time. 1,000%. Big yeah. time. What, what's, what's your event? So we can uh, tune into those for uh, sure. Yeah, I some 50 freestyle, 100 freestyle, and 100 butterfly. And I do sometimes dabble in the 200, but it's really just to get warmed up for the 100. So I got you. Oh. And will you be with the, the Cali team that you were with before? Out there? Yes. Awesome. Doors all the way. Condors all the way. There it is. There it is. Well, hey, we've come to the end of our time. You know, we ask um, our guests always to leave, you know, the assist or the coaching jewel. So what's some words to live by or something you would tell uh, your younger self or our listeners? So just give us a quick, you know, mantra or quote that you live by. Um, I always currently and will in the future live by um, being grateful no matter what 
thinking about what you do have instead of what you don't have. Um, and whenever like my days are hard, I think you could be sitting at a nine to five desk job. So <laughs> this is the life that you want to do. And so I always just preach about being grateful because you could be a lot worse. Love it. But we laugh because we all over here nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> it's very specific to who you are. So there's nothing yes. wrong with the nine to five. But for me, <laughs> it's not for me. But, you know. Uh, no, we know. Props we just... to y'all who do. Nine to five. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, well, Natalie, man, we enjoyed having you on. And this definitely won't be the last time. So look forward to kind of pinging in and checking up on you uh, throughout the, throughout this journey. You, know, you you are definitely black excellence for us. And we Thank really you. appreciate you hopping on and sharing a little bit of your story. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, Thank the you. people, for listening. I um, hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, we're going to put all of the, the details in the show notes. But, you know, you can always follow us on Black and Sports on all your Uh, favorite podcast platforms please stay safe practice gratitude and know that we are rooting for you thank you screaming all us blacks got a sports and entertainment until we even assuming you're rooting for everybody that's black yeah Uh uh-huh yeah assuming i'm rooting for everybody that's black yo 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 look Show me I'm rooting for everybody that's black Spat bouts and racks on handmade new rags Show me I'm rooting for everybody that's black That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back